Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Chris Lee and Gavin Schoenwald of Southeastern 14 here to talk some bowl projections, playoff projections, all that. Gavin's having a hair day. He's been to Vegas. We were ready to go this morning. Thanks for joining us, my man. Yeah, ready to go, man. Um, Obviously, I know we're not doing the daily show anymore, but I feel like I've been itching to back on and 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 talk some ball. Was out in Vegas for Thanksgiving. Uh, my sister's out there in one of those little holiday basketball tournaments, um, and obviously it left a number on me. And that you know that's what happens. And so we're here still to talk ball. But man, I'm excited to get into it today. Chris got a lot of stuff going on between you know I know you, we t- we touched on the coaching stuff and some previous Southeastern 14 videos, but also the bowl projections that we got today. Getting near the end. Been a long year and yeah. a, fun, a fun year for sure. Um, but ready to wrap it all up now. Yeah, gl- glad we could do this one more time. Hopefully, you and I will be able to do a few more of these, even if they're not they're not live. But yeah. uh, a reminder: our show is presented by our friends at Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling. College basketball ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your number one top spot for all your live betting action and contests: NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, all in full swing. Bet online is your number one source for all wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today. Remember to use our promo code Believe for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, let's start with the playoff because we got to settle that before we get into bowls. Sure. And. Brett McMurphy, these are the projections we're going to use today. Got the Rose Bowl. Michigan, Oregon, Georgia, Florida State as your teams. Gavin, we bind it. I, I think Michigan is, is going to be a clear participant there because Iowa doesn't have the offense to beat Michigan. Yeah. Georgia, I think, is going to beat Alabama. And if so, Georgia is going to be a shoe in for the playoff. 
Um, Oregon, I think, if it beats Washington State, is going to get in too. Yeah, this is actually Florida State, actually, Louisville. I I don't know. I mean, there's there's even the thought that a, oh, an unbeaten Florida State team might not make it. But what what do we think of what he's got here? So you know, obviously, Chris, you and I looked at this before the show, and and in my opinion, this is actually exactly how I see it playing out because what that leads to is obviously Michigan beating Iowa in the Big Ten championship, Georgia taking care of Alabama, and then you know Florida State taking care of business as well and with, as they should against Louisville. But yeah, that wild card one is that Oregon Washington. Cause it's that rematch of that game. What might've been the game of the year earlier in the year um, that Washington won is the higher ranked team in Oregon's favor by nine points. I'm not sure if I've seen something like that, honestly, recently um, in recent memory, but that's what it's going to come down to this side. This is exactly how I see it playing out. As we all know, in college football fans, this is probably not what's going to happen because chaos just gets even more and more, um, likely to happen as the season comes to an end. You know, does Florida State lose that to, to Louisville? What does that do? Does Washington actually win? Does Does Alabama beat Georgia? And so, this is the best case scenario for the committee because it creates the least least amount of debate. But if a couple of these teams get upset in championship weekend coming up here, Chris, we could be leading to some some pretty big uh, arguments. Well, what What if Texas blows the doors off Oklahoma State? Yeah. And and Florida State with without its quarterback sneaks by Louisville. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the one that that I think you've got to watch. No doubt. And I think for Texas especially because, you know, and I actually think, you know, I was watching on Saturday night that that late Oklahoma State game. You know, they if Oklahoma State lost last week, Oklahoma was in the Big, Ten, Big 12 championship. Yeah. And I actually think that that would have helped Texas because if they can if they can avenge their loss similar to what, you know, Oregon's trying to do, that would be a little bit better than – than beating Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship. So, look, like I said, all chaos can happen. I think Texas has that argument because their strength of re- record's better. Their, their better win is, is probably better at Alabama. Um, strength of schedule, all those kind of things uh, in terms of over Oregon. But if they find a way to beat Washington, then I think that they slide in because um, then they're beating an, an undefeated team versus, you know, Texas still having that loss to, I guess, two loss Oklahoma now. So, it's, it's all kinds of stuff. Is it going to be recency bias? Is it going to be full body of work, um, conference championships? I feel like we've had so many things that the committee says they value, but it also seems to change as well. It, it's all opinion-based. That, that's just the truth. Yeah. They, they, they Look, I'm sure they have some type of criteria, but there's a reason they meet for so long. It's because they're sitting in a boardroom and everybody's giving their opinion. It's all opinion-based and eventually they come to a conclusion. So we'll see what happens. Uh, obviously the, the biggest chaos one is if, if Alabama beats Georgia, right? Like that's, that's going to be the one that, that creates the most chaos and who's, who, who deserves to be where and can Alabama really leapfrog Texas after Texas beat them on their home field by double digits? I, I don't know. I don't know if I see that happening and you know, what's the reason we play the game. So all kinds of crazy stuff coming up here. Um, it's going to make for an awesome championship weekend. I'm excited for Friday night you know, to, to see Oregon and, and, and Washington. And then obviously all day Saturday, I'll be glued to that couch. Yeah. We're, we're thinking a lot alike. Cause the next scenario I was going to bring up is if Alabama beats Georgia. Yeah. Uh, and, and Texas wins, let's say that, that Oregon beats Washington as we expect, let's say Florida state ends up unbeaten. Now the easy way out would be Florida state to lose Louisville. Then I think yeah. you, you slot them behind everybody right. Right. else at the other conferences. But I mean, you, you get, you get a one-loss Alabama, you get a one-loss Texas. I think you have to defer to Texas in that right. spot based on mm-hmm. head-to-head at Alabama's place. 
But I mean, the, the, the log jam there, I mean, I, I guess at that point, Georgia gets left out. Uh, I, I just don't see Michigan losing. That seems to be the safe one. But I mean, what do you, what do you do with yeah. one loss, Alabama, one loss, Georgia, one loss, Oregon, one loss, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, yeah, that, that's going to be, that, that, that would be something. That That's what would really flip the script for this entire thing because, and I said this a couple weeks ago or like a week ago on our live show, Chris. I think if Alabama beats Georgia, the SEC is not in the playoff. And that's that's yeah. real. It's real. And the reason it's real is because you can't and, – and, and no matter – and I'm not saying if they play today, maybe Alabama's favored, maybe Alabama beats them. But Texas beat Alabama in their house by double digits. You can't ignore that. You cannot ignore that. And so if Texas take care, takes care of business, no matter what happens with, with Georgia – Alabama's not leapfrogging them. They're not, it's not going to happen. And so if there's one spot left, it's going to go to Texas before it's going to go to Alabama. If there's two, who knows? Maybe they get in. Maybe they both get in. But it's just going to create some real deal chaos, especially, you know, then you start thinking about Georgia. Well, Georgia's won what 27, 28 games in a row now, and they just drop one in the in the conference championship. They're playing an extra game. Do they get do they get penalized all the way out of the playoff? It's it's going to be all kinds of crazy stuff, crazy stuff, Chris. And so you know, hopefully, really, the the truth is the playoffs start this weekend. That's the truth. The playoffs yeah. start this weekend on championship weekend, which is great. And it makes it, you know, is exciting and and all those kinds of things. But at the same time, and, and, and this was a conversation we had on The Daily Show a couple of weeks ago, is the expanded playoff, I think, is going to be awesome because you're going to have home and home playoff games. You're going to have, you know, Oregon playing at Alabama and, and, and all like in, in the deep winter and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's going to be awesome, but is it going to devalue the regular season? Cause if you look at last weekend against Michigan, Ohio state, that was a playoff game in itself. That was a playoff mm-hmm. game. In That's not going to mean as much next year or the year after that, because whoever loses that game is still getting in. Look, I know the seating will be different. They may not have home field advantage, but it's not like your season's over. I mean, when Ohio state lost, it was over. That, that was their, yeah. that was it. And so, I hope, I really hope that when we move forward here in the future years, as awesome as the playoffs going to be with expanded and and may, you know, create a March Madness type feel where someone goes on a run there at the end, I really hope it doesn't devalue the games of the regular season because we had some great ones last weekend. Yeah, see, I'm taking the other view because I, I just think it's a different era. I think with the portal, with NIL, it is even the playing field. We've talked about you've had yeah. eight, nine teams in, in, in competition in, in November for the, for this. Yeah. And, and I think the, the log jam that, that we pointed out that could potentially happen to me is why I think this is the right time for a playoff. Cause I, I mean, yeah. Alabama, well, let's, let's say Georgia gets left out yeah. under one of those scenarios. Georgia's still good enough to win the whole thing. And, and Absolutely. you don't get that under, under the four team scenario. But anyway, um, on the bowl projections, cause I know you don't have a lot of time. This is under, again, the assumption that Brett McMurphy, is painted at your playoff teams are Michigan, Oregon, Georgia, Florida State. The Fiesta Bowl, he's got Washington and Alabama. I think that'd be a phenomenal matchup between two really terrific quarterbacks there. Uh, and we're just doing this from an SEC perspective. You've got Texas and Missouri in the Cotton Bowl. That would be fantastic. I've seen Missouri in the Peach Bowl a lot of places. He's got Penn State, Tulane. It, it feels to me like an SEC team in the Peach Bowl would would just kind of be where you'd go, but but yep. I don't know. I've I thought for a while that maybe 
Missouri to the cotton geographically made sense. Certainly make a lot of sense to pit them up against Texas. Yeah. And and, and that Alabama somewhere. Um, but yeah, that's that's what they've got. Could be orange, could be peach for Alabama, but uh Fiesta Bowl of Washington, Alabama, I think would be must much excuse me, must watch TV. Yeah, that would be a good one. That would be a good one, no doubt. And I think, you know, here's the thing with Washington that's true is they have guys all over the place. They have a, a Romo Dunes at, at receiver, obviously Penix at quarterback. But they haven't – like they, they they played a 5-7 and seven team last week and won at the last second. And so they haven't looked extremely great recently. Alabama is surging. Obviously, what a, what a miracle, nightmare, whatever you want to call it, at Jordan-Hare happened on Saturday night. I mean, that was as – maybe not all the way revenge for the kick six, but, man, was it – We'll see how it ends, right? We'll see how this all ends mm-hmm. and everything like that. But I could not believe what I saw. And and fun, wacky stuff happens in Jordan Hare. And so – Yes. And, and, and what Saban said, I think it's the first time they on the, the right um, – But, man, I um, yeah, we see all these games, and, and Washington, Alabama is going to be a good one. You know, I, I've seen Penn State twice now on a national stage. See if they can do it, and they flopped both times against Ohio State mm-hmm. and Michigan. I would rather see – Penn State get left out and, and Ole Miss, a 10-win team, be playing in, in a New Year's Six Bowl here, to be honest with you, Chris. Look, yeah. I know they, are, they already played Tulane this season, so it had to be a different matchup. I, I, at least I'd like for it to be a different matchup in the, in the Peach Bowl. You know, but maybe do you slide them in and get to play, you know, Ohio State? What a game that would be, right? Or, and Louisville, you know, lost to Kentucky. Kentucky is the SEC's what? Sixth best team? Fifth best yeah. team? Seventh best team? And, and, and your ACC, you know, number – 10 in the country, number two team in the ACC lost to him. And so I would like to see Ole Miss, I think, in there, especially over Penn State. Look, Louisville's going to be in, in a conference championship game, so maybe they did earn their right to a New Year's Six Bowl. But seeing Penn State in there, I'm, I just see it and I'm like, I got to watch those guys again, to be honest with you. And so I would like to see Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin and see what they can do in a New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'd rather see them in there than than Louisville for sure, and and, and maybe Penn Penn State just kind of dull to me. Yeah, um, they they beat up on them. bad teams and and good defensively, but not much offense against mm-hmm. the big boys. Okay, now Brett McMurphy's got Ole Miss in the Citrus Bowl against Iowa. Yeah, <laughs> involving Iowa. I'm just I don't know that I'm. I'm there for you know you know what's uh, funny Chris you know what's funny is, is I was sitting there yesterday watching some NFL football the Titans were playing on Fox and so Fox was doing some advertisements for the Michigan game and it was like you guys you guys all know like when they do the advertisement for the commercial game they're like JJ McCarthy and, and Michigan to keep their season alive after a big win in the Big Ten Championship against Iowa 11 o'clock on Central like they just kind of dropped Iowa's name in there. <laughs> right and, and so like it's funny because this is the only conference championship game that we're totally just saying, eh, yeah, okay, mission's going to get yeah. and, and, and that's a shame. That is a shame. It is. And, you know, I, 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 I feel like it's, it's, it's been like that with, with the Big Ten championship for, for many, many years now. And then not only that, but let's, let's rewind all the way back to that funky year with Ohio State when they had, you know, JT Barrett and then Cardell Jones and all these guys. It wasn't about if Ohio State can win that Big Ten championship. It was about how bad can they beat them. To, yeah. to get over TCU in the playoff. And sure enough, they did. They tried to hang 100 of, on them. And, and that's not what conference championship games should be about. And so, look, I, as you guys can tell, 
I've had my way with the Big Ten this year. Look, I think Michigan State and Ohio State are both elite teams. Obviously, Michigan got the better of them this past weekend. But you're right. Who's the third best team in there? Penn State, and they're not even playing. And, and they're dull, just like you said, Chris, and they're not even playing their conference championships. So I don't know. I, I've, I've seen enough of the Big Ten this year. Look, Ohio State, Michigan, for sure. But everybody else, just meh. I feel like we need to put Penn State and Iowa in a corner somewhere. I don't know if they played this year or not. I know they're both big teams, but let them duke it out somewhere in a pillow fight. Yeah, yeah. First that that, that feels like the right win. solution. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Did, did you watch? Did you watch Nebraska and Iowa? The the punts. I did. Guys, that I was did. that was so funny. I did. Well, you should have seen. I was I was in a I was in a sports book in Las Vegas, and people were losing their minds because yeah. they had you know they had the the betting the the under or whatever. I think it was like twenty nine and. Yeah, it actually kind of got they scored a lot early. It was like 10, 10 or 10, whatever. But then it, it flattened out. And so, yeah, people it's funny, man. People lose their minds over that kind of stuff. And I experienced that firsthand. OK, other other SEC bowl projections here. Uh, Brett McMurphy's got A&M in Wisconsin in the Music City Bowl. That would be intriguing, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I still. You know, w- w- would they send them closer to you know, the, the Texas Bowl, maybe. Uh, that's where they've got Auburn and Oklahoma State in that. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I would rather – hey, let, let's flip it up. Let, let's send Auburn to Nashville in, in yeah. our area and mm-hmm. let them play Wisconsin and, and, and take Texas A&M and let them play Oklahoma State in, in the Texas Bowl. That that would be interesting, an old Big 12 rivalry renewed there. Yeah, and look, Texas A&M obviously has a deep fan base, but I think it would – they'd be less likely to travel all the way to Nashville with the state of the program and the coaching and that kind of stuff, rather than, you know, having a local game in Texas where some, maybe some alumni can come to the game. Yeah. We've got here, Tennessee and North Carolina, the Gator bowl. It seems like a good slot for Tennessee that that game would be an intriguing. If North Carolina shows up, which it really kind of didn't for the NC state game, but that's two teams that on the, on the right day can score a lot of points and, mm-hmm. and and that would be one where you could you could certainly see an offensive display if that were to materialize yeah i think that this this matchup is is a lot more intriguing if we were talking about it three weeks ago you know i think i think each team is kind of season's kind of falling off the rails and you know north carolina for for multiple years in a row now my, my brother went to unc so i actually watched the tar heels a little bit more than you know your average non-conference team they they've the story of their season recently has been that, like they lose games that they're not supposed to. And then they start out to be eight, no seven and one, nine and one. And then they'll, they'll lose to, you know, Syracuse or, or someone that they're not supposed to, you know, and, and I know they lost a game to, to Clemson as well, but had multiple chances to win that too. This is, this is still an intriguing game. Cause you know, Drake may at quarterback. I still think with all the hate that Joe Milton's got this year, he's still maybe as talented of an arm as anyone uh, in this country. And so that'll be, that'll be an intriguing one still in Jacksonville, but maybe not as, as shiny as it was a couple weeks ago. All right, let's see. I'm, I'm missing somebody. Kentucky's got to be slotted somewhere. Yeah. The rely quest bowl, uh, Notre Dame, LSU. Oh, the, the, there's also LSU. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, Notre Dame. That would be, that'd be a good one. Um, that would be a media media members dream right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the, the Brian Kelly connection that that yeah. would be tremendous. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be a good. One. I would like to see. I, I know this is not um, SEC, but I would also like to see a USC Oklahoma bowl game between Lincoln Riley, his old school. You know, or or, or do we see an Oklahoma Clemson where it's Venables versus Dabo? I think that yeah. would be an also 
another good matchup. You know, I, I, I don't I don't know, and I don't know if we've ever really gotten an explanation. Maybe people don't care as, as much. But I would love to see. I, I think that that the bowl committee or whoever selects these bulls can do a better job of, of really creating these matchups. Sometimes I feel like they just throw people in there. You know, yeah. let, let's create some storylines here, especially with what's going on. You know, the, the biggest reason we're expanding the playoff is because multiple teams feel like they should get in and have a shot to win the national championship. But also, and this is just the truth, bowl games don't mean as much as they used to anymore. Yeah, Guys are sitting out. You know, people people used to say, I mean, Chris, you, you know, like people used to say, oh, man, Remember when we had that season, we beat them in the in the 05 Sugar Bowl. Even if it's New Year's Six, like people don't care about that as much anymore. No. And so what can we do to create, create some more storylines, create some more juice? Um, you know, is it is it a Venables Dabo matchup? Is it a is it a Oklahoma Lincoln Riley matchup? I just think there's some stuff, and I'm not really sure what goes behind it, but there's some stuff that we can do to in, in- I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one Cosentix. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Hands bowl season a little bit here. Yeah, I mean, that, that could be a whole video. It's, it's a new yeah. day and age in, in college football. I think you've got players can get paid. That's an incentive to play in bowl games. Yeah. You, know, you you do or don't get money, whether you do or you don't. Um, the TV is going to take more control over this. Right. Eventually, you hear talks of Super League. So I, I could see you having the, the playoffs as we're going to see it with the 12 team and, and sort of an NIT, for for lack of a better term, for football where the, where the TV – just says, hey, we're we're gonna match up Notre Dame and LSU or, or whoever for reasons you just right. outlined. I, I yeah. mean that, that that's plausible to me, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh you go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, um I I would say the, the last one I, I found Kentucky, Duke's Mayo Bowl against yeah. Duke. Final four game right there. Duke Duke 
I mean, should be in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Uh, and one more thing that has nothing to do with the SEC, but um, there's a famous toastery bowl this year. Did you know that? Oh, Pop-Tarts? Uh, was that the Pop-Tarts Bowl and they've changed it to famous toastery no, bowl? No, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying no, the Pop-Tarts No, no. Bowl. It's it's the famous toastery bowl, uh, wow. December 18th in Charlotte. Not not to be confused with the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Hmm. Interesting. What what a famous these, – these bowl games are getting out. When are we going to have a Southeastern 14 bowl game? When are we doing that? I, hey, that – it could be the Southeastern 16 bowl. Yeah, I guess, I guess it would be. Let's get some, let's get some, let's get some more sponsors and we'll have our own bowl game. That'd be legit. No, there, there's a pop tarts bowl. So I guess that's going head to head with the famous toastery bowl. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people love their, their pastries and toasters and whatnot, I guess. So <laughs> Who knew, how, about, uh, how about this right here? The, the direct TV holiday bowl, Clemson, Oregon state. That'd be club, club Nick versus DJU. when he went running. Yeah. Away. There's some storylines that could make some bowl games really interesting here that are outside of this conference, obviously. Um, but man, this could, this could be a pretty good bowl season here. The the what else we got here? The Las Vegas Bowl. Man, I might have to go. I might have to go back to that. My boy Cam Johnson, Northwestern, is in that one against Utah. Man, I that'd be three Vegas trips in three months. That may be overkill. But you know, I don't know how I missed the famous Toastery Bowl. I mean, that just <laughs> the famous Toastery Bowl. NIU Georgia Southern. That's a gritty bowl right there. That's a gritty bowl. Right there. <laughs> Um, all right, let's let's wrap it up. We had some coaching changes over the weekend. Um, AM thought it had one coach, wound up with Mike Elko. Is that one apparently fell apart? Mississippi State hires Jeff Levy. Uh, let's start with with AM. Okay. What a wild I mean, think it think about this for a minute. You're Mark Stoops. You get maybe your biggest win that you've had at Kentucky. Certainly a top five win. You, yeah. you beat you beat Louisville. That's that's part one of your day. Part two of your day is you think for a little bit you're going to be AM's coach, I guess. Mm-hmm. And and depending on which version of the story you hear, either right. Stoops decided he was better off where he was, or um, yeah, or or the other side. I, I I tend to believe the other side, but who knows? I'm, I'm not there. Yeah. And and then so you're AM's coach for an hour or so and, and then you're not. And and frankly, I think that I think that move where that settled seems like a better outcome for the conference. I, I don't know that Kentucky I'm not saying Kentucky can't get a good coach, and I'm sure it would have, but I, I don't know, and I feel like I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth because I tweeted out you spend all that money to get rid of Jimbo Fisher. Right. You thought at that move, at that point, the move is okay. They've got somebody who is going to be a splash right. hire. Yeah, that's not how it was going to go down with Mark Stoops. Again, <clears throat> excuse me, not saying that made a bad hire, but it's just not where the bar of expectations was. It feels like to me, like the conference is better from an overall standpoint with Stoops staying at Kentucky. And then Mike Elko comes in, a place where he's got some ties, and I think can do a good job there. Look, I got I got some opinions on this, and and you're right. There's there's basically two two things that either happen, like you said, Stoops either truly had a change of heart and decided to stay home, or A and M basically got mauled by their fan base and pulled the plug last minute. I don't know what it was. I, I do think eventually the truth will come out. I don't know if that's even for us to. Uh, a lot of times it doesn't. 
but there's too, I, there's I, too I, many incentives for the truth to come out. That, that's fair. But but I still I eventually will have maybe a better idea. Maybe not the truth, but a better, a clearer picture of what happened. <laughs> so then they go hire Mike Elko, who is a great coach, was a great defensive coordinator, a guy that I played against when he was the DC at Texas AM, respected in Nagy Land, obviously did a great job with Duke. But the job he's done at Duke the past two years, and especially this past year, is exactly what Mark Stoops has done for the past multiple years at Kentucky. And so I'm not really sure why AM fans, especially whether whether that's what happened or not, there was out there was they're more content with Elko, it looks like. Why do you think that Elko is more qualified than Stoops? Because Stoops has done it. He, he's, he did exactly what Elko did with Duke football, with Kentucky football, but sustained it for multiple years. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not saying that Elko is not going to be a great coach. I, I I respect him as a DC. A guy I played against was was super tough to figure out a lot of his stuff on that defensive side of the ball. And obviously did a great job with Duke. But, you know, the, the body of work and the lifespan there has been maybe two years, maybe even a year that we, we saw this past year. Stoops has done it and brought back look, – look how far – how far they've come. And we've talked about all the time, the big narrative with Mark Stoops at Kentucky is, you know, is this the ceiling with the resources that are at Kentucky football? Mm-hmm. And then you, you have the situation. And so I'm, I'm that really, really confused me to, to, you know, look, I understand maybe it's not the sexy hire. It's not Dan Lanning. It's not, you know, whoever, but <laughs> he's done it. And so I'm, I'm confused. I'm confused why Elko is okay and there was such outrage over Stoops because what you're getting in Elko is what Stoops has done in Kentucky for, for, for multiple years and what Elko's done for the past two years. I think, I think it's a great hire. I've obviously seen some reactions from, from, from current players, former players. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. And I, I do think Mike Elko belongs in the SEC, so I'm happy to see him back. Well, I think it's two things. And I think it's in this order. It's, it's familiarity. And this is just me speculating, looking yeah. at it from the outside yeah. and just knowing how human – like you saw it with Auburn, you know, Kevin Steele. Well, Kevin Steele's track record of head coach have been horrible. So it's it's not apples to apples here. But yeah, the point yeah. is, the boosters knew him. They were comfortable with him. They thought he could sell Auburn the way Auburn deserved to be sold. I, I think there's some similarities here. Number number two, and and again, I think that this is where, and I I was guilty of doing it too. Where where the okay, he's thirty five and fifty five against the SEC. But Mike Elko has not had a track record in the SEC to be a 20 games below 500 coach. And again, that, that's not that's not fair because I know what he took over at Kentucky. Yeah. But optics yeah. are sometimes optics. When you're when your bar is set at that point where AM's was, where they're thinking out of the box, Dan Lanning, Dabo Sweeney, somebody like that. Um he's he's not coaching the SEC for the losses to pile up. Yeah, but he you know at the same time and you're right. You're right because I've seen that too. But you went and hired a guy who's who's whose best year and his claim to fame is 7 and 5, which is what just got your coach fired. Look, I'm is there more resources and probably a way higher of a ceiling at A&M? Absolutely. Look, I'm not blind to that. But if you're argue if 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 people are going to argue and when I say people I mean obviously Texas A&M fans, that Elko is more qualified, not not better, but more qualified. And, you know, they could, couldn't imagine them hiring Mark Stoops. Well, his best year, I mean, they finished where where in the conference here. I mean, one, yeah. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth in the ACC. And so, like, and I know it's Duke. Look, this isn't, you know, it's not like they got a guy from 
I don't know, Penn State or something like that or Oregon and Dan Lanning, like maybe that is Duke's ceiling in football. But it's not like you went and hired some guy who just did a football transfusion and all of a sudden Duke is, is playing in the ACC championship. That's not the level of team that they were this year. Like I said, look, I hope that Mike Helco is, is successful at AM because I think the SEC is better when AM's playing really well too. Um, but if you if you're paying 77 million or whatever the heck it was for Jimbo Fisher to leave, yeah, I guess we were all expecting maybe a sexy hire hire and, and Dan Lanning or or you know whoever it was and and they went out and get Mike Elko. I hope he's successful. I really do. I'm a fan of him and um I've you know I've had some some buddies who 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 play at Duke as well who are sad to see him leave but you know are, are fans of him as well. I'm going to give you a similar situation here, okay? And it's not exact for for a number of reasons. But going back to your alma mater, Vanderbilt. Penn State hired James Franklin mm-hmm. away from Vanderbilt. Yeah. Where he was about 10 games over 500-ish, I, I guess. No, they had they had gone about some of that the Mark Stoops way where they scheduled soft early. The league was down a little bit. I, whatever, whatever thing you want to hold against James Franklin there, he won at a level nobody's even approached before or since. Mike Elko's 16-9 at Duke. Not an easy place to win. Uh, David Cutcliffe had done a, a solid job, so it's not exact because yeah. Cutcliffe had won there at a level where Duke hadn't won in a while. It, it wore off after a while. He got old, whatever. They moved it's a great on. Comparison. It's a great comparison. But, yeah, I mean, in, in different personalities, Franklin was an OC, Elko's a DC, um, and then you don't have the – although Franklin was from Pennsylvania, so there were some ties there. Yeah. But that that's – if you want a little bit of a rebuttal, there's 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 sure. a comp, and that one worked out pretty well. So, yeah. and and again, look, I'm not saying that he's that he's not going to be successful. I you know I I know Penn State hasn't actually gotten over the hump or won the big games, but man, look how far they've come from the 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 deep cellar they were in, especially after all those you know punishments and 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 whatnot what they went through, and so. Yeah, like I said, I hope I hope Elko is successful. I, I I think it's a good hire. I think there's maybe some sexier hires out there, but but you know at the same time, and I saw this as well. Is you know A and M a lot of what A and M gets is is you know it's it's a different fan base with the military background, and you know it's it's all that you you need someone who fits that mold. And I think that they were maybe getting people in here or maybe wanting people in here who didn't fit that mold. Mike Elko fits that mold, fits that culture of not only that college town, but that team and the university. And so, you know, who, who knows? Maybe we'll look up here. We're having a show on Southeastern 16 in two, three years, whatever it is, Chris. And we're talking about how this was the greatest hire ever. And Mike Elko's fighting for SEC West championships. Here's another difference. Uh, Mike Elko, 46 years old, Mark Stoops, 56. Now, I think sometimes that gets overdone a little bit because it's not like coaches go somewhere and, and stay for 20 years. Those are rare, but um, – Schools tend to have gravitate towards younger hires, and so there was there was that also. Um, other one to talk about before we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of young, thirty uh, nine year old Jeff Levy is now the coach at Mississippi State. Feels a little Dan Mullinish that that's the last guy that's worked there really well. Yep. Um, hire a, a guy who'd put up big offensive numbers. Never been a head coach that worked extremely well for Mississippi State, and. Did they get a guy with head coaching experience? No, I, I get that. But you even have some guys, Tom Herman, prime example. 
sometimes an, an established head coach, all the money in the world you want to be Jimbo Fisher, prime example. Yeah. 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 Some, sometimes it just does not work, even if you go and get that guy. Uh, so is, is there risk there? Yeah. But I can also see some parallels. Uh, you know, and, and Mike Leach, for whatever that was worth, um, it was a little bit different offense, but that, that, you know, they left on a good note before his untimely passing a year ago. So I, I, I tend to like it. I can see the, the reasons why not. I'm a little concerned about the, the situation he's walking into there yeah. in terms of there's been now three head coaches in 11 months and different systems and ways of doing things. Wow. But there's also some familiarity having been at Ole Miss as the OC in state. And that, I, all in all, I think it was a good move for them. Here's my quick take because I got I got to head out after this. But I th- I'm really really excited about this hire, and the reason so is because we sat on this on this daily show, Chris, a couple weeks back, and we talked about you know who does who does Mississippi State need to go get, and me and you talked a lot about Jamie Chadwell, an innovative offensive mind mm-hmm. that gives them a chance to score points against these teams that have you know maybe j- better Jimmys and Joes in this conference, Alabama, LSU, not even this conference, but that division, and they're playing every single weekend, and Jeff Levy does exactly that. What he's been able to do with Dylan Gabriel in Oklahoma, what he did before when he was with Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, you know, how, how awesome is that Egg Bowl going to be this year? Mm. I'm really, really excited um, for, for Mississippi State. And, you know, you get a guy like that who is obviously well beyond his years in, in, in terms of wisdom of the Austin side of football and creative as can be, you give yourself a chance at least. Because otherwise, if you're not scoring points, you ain't got a chance. You ain't got no chance. Yeah. If you're scoring points and finding innovative ways, look, you may not have 10 five-stars in your roster. You may not have 15 four-stars, whatever it is. But you give yourself a chance if you get you know creative enough on the offensive side of the ball and able to score points, and that's exactly what he does for Mississippi State. It's a, and you're right. It's similar to Dan Mullen. We saw that a little bit with his creative play-calling play style with, with Dak Prescott. You know, Can Lebby go out there and, and, and find a guy that can truly run his offense to perfection? Probably not going to happen in year one. You know, maybe year two, even year three, but I expect some momentum to get built down there in Starkville. That's a great point. That the Egg Bowl could be super fascinating in ways it hasn't been since Mullen yeah. and and Hugh Freeze locked horns in, in that one. But yeah, I, Jeff Levy against his old boss Lane Kiffin would be, I think, I think must see TV for for a rivalry that's always spicy, but sometimes a, a little lacking in in on field. Yeah. Action, yeah. I guess. I mean, this year, 17 to seven, I was expecting better than that, but that's what we got. But yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Um, Gavin, I know you've got to go, so I'll let you do that. Um, thank you to everybody for watching. God bless you. Have a great day. And we appreciate you watching Southeastern 14 presented by Bet Online. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. 
Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Sometimes your cat can be a mystery, like when they get so attached to certain cardboard boxes. <laughs> but when you use Fresh Step Cat Litter, there's no question that you're making your cat happy. Thanks to amazing odor control, Fresh Step clumping cat litters prevent stinky crumbles and make scooping easy by locking in liquid and odor immediately. That means you can keep your house clean and your bond strong. There's no mystery here. Find Fresh Step Cat Litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliate. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.